first impression, you know, there are two ways of looking at first impression. There's the physical first yeah. impression, which is like the face-to-face. And then there is the first impression through your documentation, which could be a CV yeah. or uh, your portfolio or whatever. Uh, in this case, let me talk about briefly about the face-to-face first impression before we delve into the, the yeah. CV first impression. So the first time I ever was in a room where I needed to make a good first impression for the sake of employment, first impression your relationships, bro, which is not <laughs> for today. Yeah, that's a story. Sorry for another day. And we have stories there as well. Anyway, so was the first time now I was called for my interview at KTN when I was at KBC. So I was at KBC, I'd gotten, KBC approached me first. And then anybody who's ever done media with KBC, you have to make payments for them to uh-huh. train you for the three months, a thousand bob at that uh-huh. time. So, uh-huh. so anyway, I was on the line, that 1,000, so that I start my attachment. When KTN called and told me I had an interview, I think two days after or something. Uh-huh. So yeah, in traditional fashion, I went for that windbreaker of mine. Um did a normal usual shave got i had a some checked shirt some like a yeah, red yeah. and maroon checked shirt and i was decent polished my shoes and i went um but when i went line, by the way i was not even the most smartly dressed there were other better people a three-piece suit and i've told you this story before there are people who had like three piece suits and all that. And I only had my wind, yeah. my black windbreak and my white shirt with a checked um, pattern on it. And I remember I was, I was like the sixth person to be interviewed that day. And I got into the room. The, the one key thing that we had been told even with our, by our lecturer back in college was that you really have to be confident. Even if you don't have substance sometimes confidence can get you further than substance especially when making a yeah. first impression no no you can be very confident and you have nothing to show for it but you'll get the job because yeah. you are confident and then figure your way around it once ukondani no no the most important thing is enter the organization and then you can work your way around it once you're already inside so confidence was key I'd never been in front of a panel before. I'd never been in front of a panel before. And I wish then I knew now I would have done uh, mock interviews. I'll talk about it later on. I would have told my friends to do mock interviews for me, to just prepare me. Um, At that time, I didn't know. I had nobody to tell me these things. So I just went kimalamala. Um, But what I feel I had backing me up was I sort of had a good CV because when I was still in university, I used to do a lot of journalistic works. Um, I used to write for the Campus Press Club. I was then an editor of the Campus Press Club. Mm, I'd done a brief internship at Citizen as an assistant studio producer. So when they saw all these, most of the questions they were asking me were based on my CV which I feel they were very impressed with considering I had not yet graduated. So they were even asking me, how did you get to Citizen? How how did you become an editor? What kind of articles did you write? And so I I did my best with the little I could. Again, confidence. I remember a lecturer had told us, when you're answering questions, always look the panelists in the eye. I was interviewed by three people. 
each of them would take turns asking me a question and every time i would answer i would look them straight in the eye because of maintaining that eye contact there's some sense of being genuine to it psychologists say yeah. so i had that in the back of my mind and what i i did when i was in college and i i thought i did well initially i thought i didn't do well because there's a question i was asked on devolution i remember that time devolution was the in thing because it was in 2013 2014 it was the first time devolution was being tested i was asked a question on devolution which i blundered in swahili mm. and i knew in fact when i went home that day, i told my mom i'm not going to get this thing because of the devolution question na niliulizwa kwa kiswahili ambao i was not very proficient in swahili at that time mm. yeah but mm. by the grace of god they saw something they saw something in me and yeah. But me I'm curious like you because you are saying that you have to be confident. Mtu anakuaje confident? Unajengaje confidence too hivyo hivyo na una una kitu ku show. You don't have something to show necessarily. So unajengaje confidence? Unajiamini aje ukingia hapo. Because we have been in front of uh, like aside from like uh, even in aside from the fact that maybe I'm self employed. I have had those situations where I've had to um create that first impression. It's not always easy for you to be confident in yourself especially when you start so only project your confidence i think i think the degree of confidence will vary depending on whether you are interested in that area in which you are applying for or if you're not interested in it mm-hmm. for example right now if if i was to be called to do an interview for a job as a mechanical engineer Yeah. I would not be confident because number one I know nothing about mechanical engineering completely. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in it. I don't care to know about it. It doesn't intrigue okay. me in any way. Um sure. but if I was asked about media, I was already curious and one of the things about uh being a journalist you have to be curious. You have to want to know, want to learn, always want yeah. to be knowledgeable with whatever information is circulating at that time. So maybe that worked in my in my favor at the time but then again like i say mm-hmm. confidence will vary depending on whether you're applying in a sector which you're interested in if you passionately like okay. graphic design for instance you'll most likely if you're a good candidate i'll assume josh you should be able to know the latest software to be used you might not know how to use it but you should have a fair knowledge that there's this kind of software that exists there's this yeah. other outdated one and all that so by the time you're going into an interview you already know nikuliza swalia software i have a rough idea of what i can say unaona so you're not entirely yeah. blindsided by the questions if i'd gone for an interview yeah. in journalism and then our panelists wananiuliza mambo ya climate change then i would be like ai hii imetoka wapi unaona so yeah my 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 previous curiosities and my passions and what i wanted helped me become more confident i'm not saying i was the yeah. most confident perhaps what i haven't even told you about this story was i remember when we were sikozu tulia kwa bench flani hapo and we were going in one by one one by one i remember very well and the guy who was who was seated just next to me the guy was going before me i remember he had like the guy who had the three piece suit and he had like a folder with his documentation and all that so there's a time he put the documentation on the table and i saw he had a masters in mass communication from st paul's university i can never forget the guy had a masters mimi hata sikoni memaliza undergraduate 
and we were applying yeah. for an inter- a placement imagine you had three months if you look at it mm. now you, you'd think he was overqualified for that particular position but mm-hmm. being kenyan you know how kenya is you look for any opportunity put your foot in there and then work your way around it so when i saw first of all when i saw that your master's um certificate of his it kind of threw me off my game i'll be honest i'll be like i come on to a master's and apply he na midunga ko smart na kako confident i remember alikuwa ngameva miwani your time yet alikuwa anavanga miwani those time he looked like a very serious candidate and it was a bit yeah. intimidating but then again I, i like i say i feel what stood out for me more was my cv which is now the other first impression that we always make yeah. even before we are called for the interview um i don't know about you bro that's that's my end in terms of formal i don't know about for self employed people first of all is there even a need ama you run your own world you are your own boss you don't need <laughs> to impress the anyone this. when when it comes to apana uh, when it comes to first impressions with self employment the thing is you you will make a number of first impressions that's the, that's the thing about it you because you have multiple clients so you'll really have to make just for one because now for you maybe you did one interview and that was like sour you're you're in for me you have to make several and so sometimes I'll, i'll talk about like two instances one of them was like for me the first like for the first year of design when i started saying me i say i, I said got into design as linear as a facebook page in the nezasema formally i'm in the formally so man's a facebook page nakumbuka nakumbuka i went and dm to somebody I told this guy Nyaje this guy was a DJ and used to talk with this guy as like a friend and I DM him I said Nyaje but then I do I do graphic design so kitaka design ukamuni show so he went I remember he laughed he actually laughed when when I sent him that message because I think he saw my work and it was laughable but it comes full circle because that guy came later uh, much much later and likataka ziyake but ah, anyway bro you called grudge that first year siko ah siko judge chapana pana kwa story ngine but for the first year basically that first year I didn't have any i can say I only did like two formal jobs where mm. where i was supposed to be paid only one paid but i got two jobs in that entire in whole year last year the entire year that was my that was my that was my thing but at that time in lokona jenga kazi like every day i was just design something every day i was just designing something and i truly believe that work comes to people who work so yani the issue with many of us sometimes is like tuna ketinge tuna relax we wait for work to come to us but you don't realize that it's important to find something to do you have like you mentioned you are curious when you are, that's what made you to to build your cv to actually have something in your cv and for me i was doing the same thing I was just designing random logos for myself I was designing random posters for myself I would do things for my church for free all that stuff just to keep myself busy what I didn't know and I'll talk about two aspects of uh, impression when it comes to self employment there's the mm-hmm. first impression that you're making and people are not know, and you don't know you're making an impression yeah you're not trying to make an impression but people are observing you so there's a time I was doing some work uh, for my church and this took on nothing and asana edapa so it would remember that time used to go to post bank so there's an office used to go yeah. there used to do some some work but it was church related work in that particular office but in that same office it was a shared office space in that same office there was a dj a very popular dj who used to work alkonafana uh, job apo and so that was his space alkonafana ngapo and so what what i used to over here sana sana is them talking about i remember he used to talk, he he once talked about a graphic designer and he was saying i'm a graphic designers are liars 
Asa na kudanganya. Wanasema wanatouch file. Maze, wanasema maze unatouch ati... Find an honest tailor. Eh, atimsea na kuliza, ati job iku hapi. Lafu na mba ndo yu natouch, na kumbe bado na design. Kuto wapu na design. Mba ndo yu natouch, ebu check, ebu refresh email. Refresh email utona tu size. Na size wabado na, wabado na design. As I can never forget that thing. I was listening to, I was really listening to what you're saying. And so what I kept doing was I kept designing and designing and designing. And my desire was to one day design for this guy. Cannot forget. I really desired to design for this guy, but I had not reached that ranks yet. And he had a fantastic designer. And so eventually one time I I did some work for a really popular uh, musician at the time, a very, very pop, so popular musician today. And <clears throat> I remember um, when he saw my work, not this DJ, when he saw my work that I've done for this guy, I was like, oh, and eventually he considered me for the job but by the time i did that work it had been some length of time before this dj actually gave me the work it had been a, a, a long time at that time that that was a big deal how long was a celebrity and everything how long? over a year i've been over there. a year been two years yeah over a year or two years but you see i'll can observe i can observe and that guy in your job leo. till today i'm still doing work for that guy so now check how being, and I noticed that what he was saying was very true. You're saying that now people are, are, are lying and lying and lying. And the interesting thing is this, mm. up till today, my greatest business, let me tell you, my greatest business is mm. from designers who did do their job well. Guys who didn't do their job well, oh. don't who do their jobs now. I'm a fundi. I'm telling you, you're a sector and fundi. Exactly. A lot of guys come to me and I was doing some work with this guy, he didn't deliver, he, me he was not on time, he was not honest, or the quality was just not good. Then they come to me and I understand. So now for me, now I have to build up from there on honor because my work can be good, but everything else has to be in place. In how patient, in terms of but how patient does one have to be then? Because for you, it took you like more than a year for that guy to give you work were you doing other gigs that used to pay you um how are you surviving because very many young people yeah. are probably in that class when you're shanga okay i have the talent but when you appear in this day and age you also have to think about your stomach cost of living and all that maybe you're in your parents house you need to find your own space how patient can one be when they are starting yeah. their own business in your opinion yeah because okay at that time he was not the only client i'm, I'm just saying like that was like a breakthrough job okay basically ah. so you can find jobs again on the side is a small small but this particular job was a breakthrough job because it attracted even more work so it's like your industry the, the music industry and all that it really it, it just boosted my name to another level because of, of that particular job so for that particular uh, uh, situation it was more of an impression was being made but i was not trying to make it consciously i, I was just people are just observing what i do the more conscious ones i think i didn't let me tell you about maybe an experience where i felt i didn't do well and it touches what you're saying about confidence coconut time i remember i was um I was doing work for my church and at that time um, I was not even doing work for my church I was just doing design work and I remember there's an event that my church was going to have and can I approach uh, my person I do designs by the way and I'd really really like to design for event in a come and come on she didn't a phone and he saw it and it's okay like he 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 liked the work um so far and I just kept doing it for the church for free 
but they're for free. Then one time he referred me for a job. At that time I cannot forget I was 17 years old. He referred mm. me for a job. And when he referred me for a job, those guys emailed me. But I felt like I was so young. I was like, Maze, I just need ID. Like I didn't have an ID yet. I was like, I certain employer, I just ID. So Nikawa email, I can remember, hey, we were told that you do graphic design and we want to employ you. Um, would you be willing to take the job? I was like, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to do the work, but Maze, I'm really young. That was my blunder. Mm. I'm very young, by the way. I don't know if that would be a problem for you. No, I don't know if that would be a problem for you. I never heard from them again. That was again. it. Again. Mm. They never mm. asked me about my work. They didn't ask me about my portfolio. I just told them point blank. I'm, I'm really, basically I was telling them I'm just too young. I'm not sure if you still want me. No, no. So I didn't create a good imp- first impression. First impression. Yeah. You and sometimes, had I known Exactly. Had I known what I know now, I don't that's the thing about a first impression. When yeah. that that thing that you tell them first, that's what they believe, Yani, at the end of the day. So if you feel like you're too young, that's it. Then you're too young, basically. Mm. If you feel like you're not experienced enough, then you're not experienced enough. Yeah. Your your confidence loves me talking dani. It has to come from inside of you. That way yeah. any space that you enter into, I remember somebody saying um, I think there's a footballer who was saying that in this in this club we don't believe in how young you are. As long as you're good enough, you're old enough. As yeah. I was, and I can never forget that. So that thing sticks with me till today. As long as you're good enough, you're old, you're enough. old enough. That's really nice. At the end of the day, people just care about what you can deliver. Yeah, yeah. man. So that's that's, that's yeah. the thing about that's the thing about confidence. And now you so do build, you do about, designs that are on billboards, newspaper ads. I know you're being modest. Uhuru si alikombea designer shati zake za 2017. Those dope shirts used to zile larimado kind of shirts ama sizo okay sasa. Ukianza kusema ukianza kufona majina zingine ukianza kutaja hapa sasa hizi. Okay sasa. But you you do a good job man. You do a good job. Thanks man. Asante sana. Yeah, so man, so maybe my question to you, team, is this. Um, yeah. You've mentioned something really interesting, and I've also talked about that whole like age factor and stuff. So let's say you're starting out, you've like, I'm fresh out of uni, and I'm curious to know this, especially when you aspect to employment, because I've never been employed myself. So I'm just fresh out of uni. Maze, nenda kwa job, asa nataka three years experience, nataka two years experience experience like a lot of times when you're applying for a job they always tell you they want this some kind of experience yet you need a mm. job as a today how does somebody navigate through such situations for me and I'm, I'm i'm gonna give a disclaimer here because it's every situation is different but generally for me i think and i truly believe the mistake most of us make is we wait to finish school in order to start getting job experience the experience you're supposed to get it while you're still in school okay in my the cv i'm telling you that i i feel was the good impression that got me the job anyway and i told you most and i could even tell you know you know as much as it's a first impression i'm making to the employer i could also tell they were very intrigued by my cv and they would and they were very particularly asking me how are you able to get placement at citizen because i did citizen when i was in my second year 
I did three months for them during time of election in my second year. Right, they were very right. curious, like, how can a second year student already be working at a placement at a major media house? It's because, number one, number one, you have to be very intentional. You have to know, what do I want in life? How can I work towards getting to where I want to be in life? And number two, taking advantage of every opportunity and every free time that you have. And I feel most, especially uni students, because I, I run a separate mentorship program that's specific for media, media mentorship. And I always tell the students then, regardless of which uni you are in. And in fact, social media hadn't blown up as much as it has, it has now. I didn't know much about blogging. I didn't know much about vlogging. I didn't know much about having a website and all that. These days... Class eight, work on a, a smartphone and they can do something and upload on their WhatsApp status or something. So when you're in uni, how are you taking advantage of the holidays that you have during that time? I remember the, what made me get to Citizen, there was a time we had an eight-month holiday, eight-month long holiday from January to August of that year. And I was like in second year. And in fact, it's the holiday. My mama you'll have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of pushed me to some extent. And I have to give her credit yeah. there. Sometimes parents help you in that in that uh, phase in life where you just want to sit and watch movies all day. So I'll out. Okay, I'll tolerate like for the first like three weeks. And then the fourth week, you have to look for something to do. So that's when I decided, ah, let me apply, draft some small CV. I'd done a lot of my work in uni. I remember in uni, number one, after I had gotten the keys to my room on the day of admission first year, the next thing I went to look for was the journalism club to register. That was agenda number two because I already knew what I wanted. No, no. So that was my agenda number two. So I began writing at you and I did not know how to write. In fact... I remember when I was in fourth year, I, somebody sent me the first article I did when I was in first year, and it was a horrible article. It was very bad, but <laughs> like you can say, so, you can see the effort. No, no. And that's why, and even employers, when somebody's giving you a job, they don't give you a job because you're good, especially when you're from uni, but they give you a job because they see potential in you. No, no. So if even if you're horrible at what you're doing, but you have this compassion, you have, you look like you are really dedicated and want to learn, more often than not, somebody will give you a chance. So I took advantage of that. I would write articles. I did some work at a supermarket during one holiday. I remember Nakumat Karen. I would stand there the whole day, 2500 bob per day. And I included that in my CV back then, you know, anything that would, I remember I took a job uh, sometime after I finished high school of teaching. Unanangu kimaliza kufundisha then, unayendo unakua English teacher, I'm a history teacher, I'm a yeah, I was an English. You taught, what did you teach? I taught, I taught English and history to form ones and form twos. Yeah. Yes, at oh, some yeah. private tuition center in Nairobi, which I'll not mention. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, I... Yeah, yeah. Most of the free time that I had, I wanted to engage myself in something. So that by the right. time, I want three years of experience. three years, for six months, I did work at a supermarket. For four months, yeah. I was an English teacher somewhere. For one year, I was an 
editor at my campus, blah, blah, blah. So all these add up to those three years or two years experience that they want. The problem that we do for young people, especially who are in school, you go, do your studies, kukiwa na holiday, unaenda home, unalala, your holiday kisha, unarudi, unasoma, and then at the end of it, when you ask for four years, unanza kuliza my employer, kwenye watu anataka tutoepi experience. That experience, you get it while you are still in school. It doesn't have to be the field in which you are studying, but just find work. The way you say, work comes to those who work. Find something to do. It will help you in the end. So maybe that's how you're messing us up. Yeah, mm-hmm. just messing us up. I'm going to go to uni, maze, these stories are happy. I'm going to go to socialize. I'm going to go to the community. It's not that I didn't do happy. I did happy. By the way, I went for some safari. That time, you remember, the safari com used to do skis or something. They used to go to every town. I'm going to go to every town. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember? They used to do yeah, yeah. Like, some live concert. I think it was safari com skis or something concert. <laughs> I used to go for those yeah. cons. There's a time I went to the Eldoret one. I lost my wallet. It was the one I regretted it. Tulinyeshewa, nikapoteza wallet, nikapoteza SIM card. Like, live life, by the way. Enjoy. Enjoy. If you get the... Yeah. I'm not just saying that you work throughout, but also be smart. Yeah. Don't just hate you all the time. Know why you're in school. Yeah. Know what you want in life. Yeah. Work towards yeah. it. And never so stop working. Like yeah. Never, never. So, so basically any experience hygiene that is as low as a degree experience even as you're working towards the degree answer from my advice i know most people here are already off campus but if you have your brothers and sisters ile siku yenye wana mkishawa enroll to shule hivi if you know what they are passionate about tell them to look for a club in that school that would support their dream if it's engineers join engineers club if it's medicine is Universities have lots of clubs and societies. It might not be work, but these clubs and societies can allow you to go to conferences, engage in competitions, where you get certificates. I remember one thing I told my mom, and I always regret when I was in high school, I never left with any certificate except the KCSE certificate. Because I was not very good with the maths and most of the certificates were kwa napanga kwa maths contest, CG science contest, CG debate drama music which I was in none. So I remember I told my mom when I was in when I joined college I told my mom I want to compensate for the four years in high school that I never got any certificate. By the time I was finishing fourth year we counted with her I think I had like 15 or 16 certificates for conferences i had attended uh, for media mentorship weeks we had organized I remember we organized one we brought in caroline toko we did certificates yeah. for students and for ourselves Unawana. so just always try and compensate you don't always start with everything you need but find a way of compensating for the lack and the gaps that you had in your previous years compensate for it very where important. you are it will help a lot very very important actually on that note actually kwa maandika to up or down because what you've said is really really interesting because you've mentioned that sometimes unaza pata job in kulizia maybe three years of experience or two years of experience whatever the case may be but you've done a year a year's worth of work and and you're confident in the work that you've done yani sieti hauna kitu i really believe that kenyokona like what you have is what you need 
Najua, can you recognize what you need? As long as you don't have nothing. Then it's equivalent at a town of zero. Because no one is going to give you something for nothing. You understand? But I think that the misconception is the moment you have a degree, a degree is enough. But the thing is this, you have to... Many, like, degree holders are kuwengi. Like, we have probably more degree... Or we probably have more degree holders than those whom we don't have, maybe. I don't know. But the thing is this, what how so that's a lot of competition there's something you mentioned tim that for example in the media in the media field huh? every year journalism schools are churning out new interns and new potential employees every, okay? every year. single year every single year this competition for your spot the interesting thing is this we have media we have journalists who are sitting on those seats and have been there for years okay they've been there for years probably up to 10 years yet all these guys are competing for that particular spot the same thing, the important yeah. thing about exactly the thing about creating a good first impression is that it makes you stand out major there's that what what are you doing on top of what you already have to make you stand out from everybody else because if yeah. everybody has the same degree that you have i think the issue is that we always just expect that people will give us things just because we have this thing i mean you owe it to me to give me a job but assume that nobody's gonna come assume nobody's gonna give you that it's not gonna just come and give you that job because you have a degree what then do you do then? i think that's what I always, you said is really really important and i always tell my the other media mentorship class that i do because they always tell me sometimes there was a time i had a session with them and many told me that they, there was a, a, a placement that was done at ktn i remember that time recently actually Sikitambo, like a month or two ago and i really felt bad when some students told me they didn't apply because one of the requirements was that you needed to have two years or three years experience for that job. Let me tell you something. At our summit, they need somebody with 10 years experience. Apply. That's my. That's always my golden rule. Apply, apply, apply. More often than not, and especially in my field, your experience and your skills are more important than your documents or your degree or your master's and all that and especially in the creative field it's a bit different let's say if you're doing medicine and engineering okay if you're doing medicine for instance and you want to be a surgeon at a mini kind operation nataka surgeon mnyana ni operate how do you fanya medicine <laughs> some sector even like if you're a pilot pilot if you're boarding a plane you, you assume that the pilot went to school and actually yeah. passed you know, some, there are some technical fields where a balance of both experience and documents matter but especially in the arts i feel experience and skill trumps documentation and level of degree and all that especially in the arts yep. yeah exactly and i agree with you i have an interesting story on that particular note there's a job uh certainly a job but those um there's some work was, our contract was recommended for for i mentioned it's for usaid so i was being i was recommended for it and the thing about it was we still had to like interview so we were a number of us and it was during your time it was actually during the time of covid and they needed somebody and the interview was going to be done like uh, it's going to be done online and the thing was this one of the requirements for you to uh, to get it they were asking for a university degree not mm. even like a diploma or something they wanted a university degree, degree. 
and and the thing is this i did not have i do not have a degree in anything let alone graphic design you understand um and so mimi kenya kwa nayo ilikuwa certificate na joan kwa manza kole vituska happen i never managed to finish and so i didn't have a degree at the time but had a portfolio and i could have sat there and thought okay i don't have a degree i don't qualify i told myself you know what i'm gonna apply anyway if at the very if 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 i don't get this gig let it not because let it not be because i didn't try yeah and if i don't get this job let it not be because i actually didn't try because in my mind i'll be thinking you might find there's just two of you this guy may have a degree but it does have a good portfolio and if it's just the two of you you can imagine what you may have lost because you never even tried the good thing is i eventually actually got that gig you understand you see so, yeah you see exactly I, I, you I want to apply oh. because oh i don't have the experience amanini you'll sell yourself short so apply and uh, i hope this even leads to our segue because i want to show guys a few tips for cv hopefully you'll do something on a portfolio because that's where it all begins it begins with your cv before you even call for that face to face interview they'll interact with your cv and then they'll say okay who you and akanika on a potential how then can we bring them in um but there are a few questions hopefully we'll now on a chat box which is a good thing maybe we'll go through them um towards the end josh if you allow me can i take the guys through yeah. the general tips yeah, go, for the go through the questions i think and you but oh should i go through the questions apple sour let's go for it I okay like, i like i like what nani has said i like her comment it was said here let me just read a comment it said i always say you are the applicant not the hr so apply you apply <laughs> so everything else will go watch our decide so watch our hr will decide yeah, yeah. that you eh, that you msijambe wendo kwa unqualified but it acha ngome bro especially self employment kujiamini is everything kujiamini is everything you have to believe in yourself you have to believe in yourself you actually have to believe if you believe that you can do the job me that's what i say even if you don't have the degree you don't have the papers but you have work you have a portfolio you've done yes. something and you know you can do something but the jiamini no juice that's mm. and that's everything in my opinion that's what has that's what has really really helped me out and and just even just to answer quite before we got to the, the the cv bit of it you mentioned something important there you said you will kona jenga cv um, and you're doing work even before that was also my that was also my story mm. i had to work like i mentioned earlier work comes to working hands and so i had to keep myself busy constantly i did a lot of volunteer work a lot of free jobs a lot of jobs i never got got paid or selling my jobs zangu but all yeah. those things came what a part of my 10000 hours this it takes 10000 hours to master something yeah. so every job that i did was a part of those 10000 hours i would put it on my portfolio that when somebody asked me for anything no this is what i can do mm. at the other day what they care about is can you do the job that's that's everything and so that's and and if you've not done anything you want to get you're going to get something for nothing so you need to have at least at least something in your hands so tell us a little bit about cv writing because that's that's where it all begins that's where it all begins right for the employed yeah for the employed yeah so for the employed route um cv is very important that that's where it all begins before you even call for an interview you have to draft something and um I came to I've, I've 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 done a bit of like a slide that I'll share with you guys shortly. I'm hoping I can be able to share my screen. But before that, I remember when the first time I learned about I learned that the the problem and I really like the fact that 
Ed and Cloud Factory called us to talk about uh, this particular topic because when I was doing my mentorship program for the other media uh, specific group, I came to notice most people fail because of their CV. Complaints were so many. Timaze, mean me apply kila maali. Atas jawa itwa, ata iletu ni itwa lafu di fail interviews, jawa ata itwa. And then I came to discover, so out of a hunch, when I started the mentorship program, I used to take them through the journalism stuff and presenting, voicing, editing, ninini. But then that those complaints were always there. We always send our CVs and nothing comes. So out of a hunch, I told, I gave them my email and told them, can you all send me the CVs you sent out to the organizations? And bro, I can tell you for sure, I'm not trained in HR, I'm not trained in any recruitment agency or field, but I would not give half the people even a chance at an interview. Because number one, sometimes somebody sends you, let's say for a one, like I remember the one that stood out for me most was somebody who sent me a one-paged CV. One page. Moja. Moja if he said Kabro. Hata brochure inapanga na leaflet unaweza kuita ingine ka flyer 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 Hata flyer zingine mtaweza print both ends of flyer side moja ilikuwa na jina yake hapo ilikuwa na I don't know how they were able to squeeze all that it had academics it actually basically had his name educational background and then the referees and that was it <laughs> and then I discovered that's where the problem is. Our CVs are where the because I'm not even a HR, and I would say I told myself I would not give this guy a chance. I wouldn't. No, I would not. And so I, in fact, for the sake of this mentorship, I wanted to go back and get that CV that I wrote when I first got employment. But sadly, Jay parted so many years ago. You may change laptops, you may change email addresses, and email addresses are very important. We'll talk about that at the end. The name of your email address can make you lose your a chance. Anyway, so let me share. Let me see if I can share my screen. Um, can guys be able to see? I don't yes, Timo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys can be able to see. So this is not, um, how can I move this to, to share, present? Okay. So this is, uh, this is a template. Ideally, for me, many people have different, um, don't worry about these words. This was just something, a generic writing that I did. So don't pay too much attention on that. But ideally, for me, I feel a good CV should be at least three pages for if you are starting for somebody who's starting out, just out of uni, okay? Ad ideally, three pages or two pages and then one last page for the referee if you're starting. So ideally, two pages, what I'm saying. Ideally, two pages. Um, CVs vary depending on how long you've been working and your experience. Um, I began with a three-page CV that I'm telling you about. Right now, I have a 12 page CV. My CV is now 12 pages long, but also it's because I've been actively working as a journalist for the like five years. So there's a lot. Nikama ni my CV and my portfolio of work into one document. So it's 12 pages. Uh, and there are people who have more. I was talking to Josh. Remember, there was a time there was this, it was a politician, somebody who was applying for the role of chief justice who had like 56 page, 80 page, come a pamphlet. Yeah. 
CV. I'm like, what? What's this guy doing, man? But anyway, it's true. Let's say if you're if you're applying to be a lecturer at a university, you have to prove that you have done papers, research, published stuff. So you need to include that in your CV. So it would vary. But at the basic level, it should be at least three pages. Now, these are the components, the general components that your CV should have. Education level, that's a, an obvious one. It should have career history, even if you're just from uni. Okay. And the career history is what I was telling you, where you can say, when I was in first year, I used to do this, and I worked as a supermarket attendant. And then after that, I was a sales agent. And then after sales, I went to teach some high school somewhere. And you're in a falling under career history. Okay, then there's responsibilities and roles uh, where now you can break down what you you did at each position you held. And then there's skills and experience, the skills that you've learned. Is it good communication skills? Is it editing? Is it graphic design and all that? This uh, number five, you can have or you cannot have. This one can be reserved for if you have like you're in a in a career already, key projects and research projects that you've done. So this is not a must if you're starting out. Ambition and goals is something that I have on my CV. I've never seen many people have them. This is just a section that I added for my own self, was in my first CV because I wanted to give the employer, I'm, I'm a very intentional person, so I wanted to give the employer a chance to learn from you, to know from me what my goals, my life goals, my career goals are. So not many people have it. I would recommend we do if you don't have. Like, why do you want to be in five years or something like that? No, no. Let's say, I'll give an example for media. Maybe one of your goals would be, I'd like to host my own television show in five years or something. It makes you in the eyes of the employer look like somebody who has a roadmap. You're not just Kubatisha, you like you're clear about what you want for your career. And then finally, uh referees comes at the end. Um, for referees, probably I'll mention down for referees, ideally you should have like three referees. You can have two, never just one. Do not ever have one referee as your referee. And then Rapato referee in your mother. It can't be a blood, it can't be a relative, it can't be a friend unless. A friend, it can be unless you've worked with them, but seldom a relative. Um, this is just a funny quote I got um, from Jill Carson. Can I ask? If, if yes, can I ask, why not? Yeah. Why can't I just have one referee? Why can you not just have one referee? Because for many reasons. Number one, if your employer is um, is calling you back, and I've come to notice, especially now, I do, easy referee things, I used to think it's a... In Yakujaza 2CV, but I've learned here in the UK, employers actually call your referees for many reasons. Number one, if an employer has shortlisted you and they are very, they have high hopes on you, let's say Mimi Nawe Josh to me part of the same score for interview. Umepata 70%, mean mepata 70%. Echara kasema, how do you break this tie? Let's call the referees so that we hear what they say about this person's character and personality and all that. Then they call your referee. And your referee's line ni mteja. Uliaka tu referee mmoja, ni mteja. Ako offline, ayuko. Labda li change number. Labda li kufa. Labda li safiri. Unona. He's off. Me, on the other hand, I listed two or three. Then they call one, one ni mteja. They'll have the option of, okay, let's call number two. Unona. It increases your chances of 
you getting a referral if you list one referee it's risky number one that referee might be a maybe a simu that day the employer calls the line is mteja you lose a job because you didn't give an alternative of who else can you call that's why i took endangata kwa bank i'm okay apply v2 you are usually told to list at least two next of kin even in my uni where i am they listed they told me to list two next of kin that in case something happens to me who do we call okay in case who you are tutampata who's the next who's the next person you can call so always include um at least two but ideally three <coughs> so for education yes it was in a session like this uh-huh and uh the you it was talking about uh, uh cv writing uh-huh he actually told us that uh is not a must we write the the referee but mm-hmm. we should just write their name but then uh, their number we should not write we should just indicate available if needed is it that uh right or uh, you must so, uh, indicate it so just in- include the the name of the referee don't include the number and then say what yeah no uh, include the name of referee mm-hmm. then uh, you say available if mm-hmm. then in case they need the number of that guy they will uh-huh. call you and uh, I uh, know more about it. So number one, I don't want to, um, because I don't know which session that was, I don't know the context of that. Ideally, and and I'm saying this because in one of the media mentorship sessions, I was able to call one of our HR managers to talk to the media students in my class. And the HR, she's called Widi Rono from Standard Group. She told us in that session, and I remember very well, she said, whenever they are scrutinizing uh, CVs and documentation and portfolios they are overwhelmed by first of all the number of applications so they want their work to be as easy as possible okay they want to make sure tutapata candidate mwenyana turahisishia kazi so if for instance Josh amendika number ya huyo referee but then for me to get to the referee I have to call Josh first and then get to the referee versus Timothy who wrote the referee plus the referee's contact directly and I can directly go to the referee without having to go through somebody else more often than not recruiters and human resource managers will look for the easiest route to get to that person they want their work to be easy number one wameangalia like remember that session they, our hr told us they get 3000 applications every month for attachment 3000 sometimes we nanga through 200 plus applications every day so they will i may would tell you include the name of the referee just to make the work of the recruiter easier it's a it's a it's a bias we have as human beings we'd rather go for something that makes our work easier rather than go for something that makes our work harder so if getting to your referee will be i have to call you then you give me the number and then you send me on ipgo referee versus i can just go to the referee direct i'd rather go to the referee direct so my advice would be include the referee's contact even if it's not the number or if you don't know the number include the email ideally include both the number and the email i hope that helps 
Yes, yes. But the context can also vary. Maybe there are some industries where they don't need you to include. Um, so for education, uh, the purpose of the, this section, uh, and I want to rush through this quickly because our time has gone. Um, the purpose for this, the education bit of your CV is to show your education level and capacity. And it also helps reveal to the potential employer that you have the right academic qualifications. Um, ideally, you are supposed to start with the, what you're doing, the current answer now what you studied last as you move down to what you studied Kitambo. So if you did your master's, start with your master's. Which year did you do it currently doing my master's? Then undergraduate, then high school, then primary, then nursery. Usianze na nursery first. Uh, include, the date, include the date of studies if you can. Um, if you can include grades and marks, sometimes do that. It makes work easier for the HR. If you can also, you can include the location of the education institution you attended. Now, the reason why I included this last part is to show diversity, okay? For instance, if you did your primary school in Kenya, and then you did your high school in Uganda, and then you did your university in South Africa, undergrad, and then you did your master's in the USA, in your education, you can include that I did my bachelor's at Obambla Boys High School in Homa Bay. And then I did my master's at Yale University in the US. I did my primary at some school, Lentebe School in Uganda. In the, these are those silent advantages that they are not obvious, but to the HR, it shows you are diverse and you can work with different people with different backgrounds based on the fact that you've learned in different areas. So if you can include, and especially come only some different places, say it, say I did my high school in Kisumu, then I did my Nini in Mombasa, then I did my master's in Turkana, it shows that diversity that you have. I hope that helps. Then we have the career history section, which I told you, it creates a chance for the employer to see what you've been doing to get to where you are at that particular point. Um, again, start with the most recent work done. Include all the works. Atakamani volunteer. Include it. Even if it's a contract that you're supposed to be paid and you aren't paid, include it. Anything that you have done, even if it was a one, atakamu ulikuwa agent wa census. Ulifanya census for three days. Especially when you are starting out, include it. Anything that will add to your work history eventually adds up to that two hours, two years or three years experience. Um, you can also include the dates undertaken for each work done. It's ideally you do that. And also where necessary, include the location. Like I've told you, location creates the diversity. So if you went and did a research project at, at um, Cairo for one week, that adds. It shows you are more exposed, you're out there and all that. For responsibilities, again, responsibilities breaks down um, your career history. So this section helps you bring to the fore the, not only the position you held, but also the key job descriptions or roles you undertook. It helps prove to the potential employer that you have the capability and the practical experience needed for a particular job. Again, be as specific as possible. If you can quantify, again, this is, I have to bring this out. As when you're doing um, your responsibilities and roles, please list the achievements that you attained at that role. 
Okay. So if you say you are a high school teacher when you finished uh, uni and you taught English for one year or one term or one academic semester or something, if you can quantify achievement, quantify it, you can say, before I came in, I used to teach English uh, students. The previous year, there was only two students who got A, but when I taught, there were four students or five students who, who got A in that year. Quantify the successes you have in every role if you can be able to do it in your CV. Don't just list, I was a teacher, that was it. Then I did sales. If you did sales, say how many products you sold in a week. No, on an average, I would sell 10 buckets or 20 buckets or something. Just quantify your success to some extent if you can. Um, skills and experience shows the employer what exactly you can do. It, and it helps paint a picture of who you are outside of your CV. Okay, maybe I'll show you towards the end, if I get time, I'll show you a bit of my CV on what I've written for my skills. And then also always learn, always grow, always learn something new every year. Make it a goal. In fact, let me stop sharing just to emphasize this point. Make it a goal to always learn something new every year of your life until the day you'll die, by the way. Learn something new. Okay. Um it's a goal that I set for myself. When I was starting, I didn't know these things. And that's why the, such platforms are a blessing because you now get to learn from our mistakes, from our inexperience, and we hope to help. Every year, try and learn a new skill. Try and learn something new. You may remember when I was starting my journalism, I did, not, I did not know how to edit. I did not know editing softwares. I didn't know anything about editing, okay? But gradually, I learned. Um, Last year, I made it an, a mission to try and learn um, how to edit towards the end, and partly due to school, to try and learn how to use Adobe Premiere Pro, which I didn't know how to use before. Right now, it's, I can say I'm fairly a good user. This year, my goal is to learn camera work. Now, by the end of the year, I can be able to film on my own, white balance, do everything on my own. That's my goal for this year. And I'm working towards it. I'll look for something else next year. So every year, try and learn something new, especially related to a field in which you are very passionate about. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, minus sharing, so I don't distract the point. Um, again, start with your strongest skill set, then proceed to the less profound ones. So come on as a list, your skills and experiences. Start Okay, the first three should be your best three. And then those you are fairly good at can come towards the end. Okay. Also try and correlate the skills required with the work done. For example, as a news reporter at KBC, I was able to blah, 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 blah. As a sales marketer, I was able to da, 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 da. Okay, also don't list a skill which you do not have. The reason for this is because most often than not, employers will ask you questions based on your CV if you're called for a face-to-face -face interview. Most of the questions will come from the CV that they have scrutinized. Like I told you, they asked me about my attachment at Citizen. So had I lied, I was an assistant studio producer. Then they asked me a question. Okay, so you produced a show. Imagine... You have to start a new show at KTN. Talk us through what the production process would be like. 
I would fail because I guessed I wasn't actually a producer. So never list a skill you don't have. Kama hauna, kama hujui kuedit, hujui kuedit. Usiseme unajua. Jutaenda kwa interview, watakuuliza and you'll be stuck and you'll lose. Again, the goals and ambition one is not common in most CVs, but always include it. Um, again, it shows your potential. It shows your potential employer that you have a drive and a purpose and an ambition. Ensure your goals are realistic and achievable. Okay, we don't list something that um, I want to be the president of the United States. Um, that can't happen. Number one, because for you to be a president of the United States, you have to be born in the United States. So that's an unachievable goal. Let it be realistic. Okay. Um, depending on your application, the goals should be aligned to the job you are looking for. Very important. Don't list a goal up aligned to something different. I'm applying to be a bank manager and I'm saying I want to be a TV host as one of my goals. There's a mismatch somewhere there. And that's why you always told always update your CV. Always make sure your CV is up to date, relevant and timely. So depending on the role you're applying for, let your goals align to that role. Don't say oh I want to be the best surgeon in the world and you're applying to be an English teacher or something. It look a bit off. And then referees like I said, it's a list of contacts who can act as your alibi for your career path, people who can bear witness and corroborate your journey. And I'm going to ask answer one question about if you're just from school who can be your referee. Ideally they should not be more than 3. 3 is the ideal number. Do not include someone whom you think might not put in a good word for you. Very important. Come on, Lily. If I if I worked with Josh, and uh, or Josh was my graphic design, I assigned him to design something for me, and then he did a horrible work. Horrible. I even wrote him a formal email complaining. Josh would be a fool to list me as his referee because I will say exactly. I'll say that guy doesn't do good work. So make sure your referees are people who number one. can back up and speak well of you. Number two, always tell people that number one you intend to list them as your referees and that you are going to list them as referees. Don't list somebody as your referee na haujamwambia. Unaona. So that cuz sometimes unajua we have so many contacts sometimes we are caught in the wrong place somebody can call and I'll say hey, by the way we are Coca-Cola we are calling cuz Josh Uh, has listed you as his referee and I'll be like who is Josh Josh ni nani unaona cuz aku niambia na list unaona and you could easily lose a position because a referee didn't back up your claim so always tell people by the way so and so I would want to have you as my referee please allow me to okay so that they are aware so that in case they are called they'll already know oh by the way Timan kwa meniambia that he list me as a referee so always include somebody who'll put in a good word for you and then always notify your referee that you have listed them um lastly my final tips for cv be as truthful as possible in your cv don't lie okay um like i told you your cv should be around three pages and it should never ever ever just be one page even if you're from college again back to this to the referee question if you're in college your head of department can be your your referee your head of department and maybe one lecturer okay so people who are shule interact with your lecturers let them know who you are always consult and all that 
if you have not done any other job and you need referees, let your one of your lecturers be your referee, and then maybe another one can be the head of department, okay, or somebody you worked with. Never should your CV be one page. Um, the next tip: employers spend an average of eight. Please note this, guys. Employers spend an average of eight to ten seconds looking at any one CV. Okay, and if you want to land yourself on the no pile, <laughs> send them your entire life story. So a CV should just be an overview. Don't make it too long. At all, you know, when I joined university that day one, after I got the keys to my room, the next thing I did, I went and got and enrolled myself in the journal. Nobody cares. Just be specific. Like yes, Josh. Ragni, bro, you've mentioned, you've told us we shouldn't have one page. That's why I took some life story to have life story. <laughs> okay, life's, okay, you can be clever about it. You can be clever about it. Miss, let's say you can dis, dif, divide roles three times. Let's say you've done sales and marketing for one year, but you've done it under three different companies. Labdulianza kufanya sales na Airtel, and then aku na kulipa pua ukaenda Safaricom, Safaricom makakana pesa ako sana ukaenda ukafanya na Orange. So you can break it down then. Instead of just saying sales representative for one year, you can break it down. I did sales representative between January and April at Safaricom. This is what I did for Safaricom. Between April and May, I was at Airtel. This is what I did for Airtel. Between May and December, I was at Orange. So it's the same role, but you've broken it down into three to extend and elongate your CV kidogo. But don't be so specific that you say, oh, you know, at that job, the first day I got in, they popped champagne for me, blah, blah, blah. Those irrelevant stories, save them for the interview. Okay, so keep it punchy to the point and save those niggly little details for the interview. Let your CV be appealing. Number one, guys, if your CV has typos, spelling mistakes, most likely utaji eliminate the process. Let it have kind language, A4 format, very clear, well-spaced, nice font. Make sure it doesn't have any grammatical errors. That's very important. Use bullet points if you can. Uh, it creates a very easy, nice to look at layout. And then finally, somebody's asking a question. Um, Taylor, make your CV depending on the type of job you're applying for. Like I told you, if you're doing, if you're applying to be a school teacher, make sure your goals, your ambitions align to that role. Okay. And then, unless stated otherwise, do not submit a naked CV for a job application. Ensure your CV has an accompanying cover letter or personal statement to explain why you're best suited for that particular role, unless you're told otherwise. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, okay. Always update your CV. Like I've said, keep it current. And uh, yeah, that's it. I've summarized my CV. I'll let Josh talk about the portfolio and then we can do the Q&As. Sorry for taking up too much time, but I hope it has helped someone. I think that's super helpful. I don't know about everybody else, but I think that's super helpful, especially for for me who's never been employed. I find those things very, very interesting. So um, because of time, I won't dive too much into that aspect of portfolio. I think you've covered a large chunk of um of that aspect but one other thing i will say if you're in the creative industry um okay maybe i can i can just share my own just from i'll just share my own personal portfolio just just for a moment just to show you um how it looks um just a moment as a share screen part 
okay i believe you can see my screen yeah so basically in the portfolio it's very simple my tip is just one specific one guys don't care too much about all this part not so much they will ask you all these questions about yourself eventually when they meet you but the main thing that guys ask when they ask you to send in your when they ask you to send in your portfolio they simply want to know that you can do the job so especially if in the creative field and my own my portfolio is pretty specific um it's pretty specific to the work that to, to graphic design and not apply to everybody but basically as a rule of thumb for the creative field and for any portfolio in general it's important for you to put your best foot forward and show them the work that you can do show them the work you've done and the work that you can do and so this is how i break it down so as you can see here um from from here it's just one two three pages about myself that's it this is a 38 page document and from then on i just break down my work i i show them the work that i've done um okay just a display of some of the work that i've done all through some logos that i've done like that like that like that that's just me so i've broken down the kind of job that i do what i'm good at and all that through and through and through that's the kind of stuff that i do and from then on now i go and show them the work that I've, the people have worked with. this is also very important so if you've done any work for any even if, if you've never done work for maybe particular brands it's okay you don't have to include this part but eventually as you grow you can have some you can have some of these in case you don't have let's say brands that you've worked with and such and such you can just include um referees like tim i said you can have just a page a particular page which shows um who you've worked with you can ask them for your comments the good thing about the good thing about this um this field of mine is that it's a creative field and there's no specific way of doing things as such especially as the portfolio as far as the portfolio is concerned but the main thing is just to remember that people just want to know that you can do the job so show them that you can do the job Whatever it takes to show them that you can do the job, do the job. And that's uh, pretty much it. All right. So, Tim, I think we'll go to one last thing. I think maybe you can just discuss one thing now because our time is fast spent. So, we can allow ourselves to answer some, some questions. I don't know if you talk about uh, our first meeting. So, let's do this. Let's talk about why I'm not getting called back. Okay, let's go to that because I'm sure when we talk about that, I'm sure I will touch a little bit about interviews and first meetings with clients. So, Tim, three tips. I have three tips. You have three tips. Let me know. I have applied. I've done this. What sometimes you realize that this, and this is so important for guys to understand. Mm. A lot of times you are being compared to somebody. Like, for example, me in self-employment, if I'm applying for any kind of work, if anybody's considering me for the job, they probably looked at very many other people there are probably 10 other people who they're considering so yeah. the small there are small nitty-gritty details so assuming that we both have me and another client and another designer have the same amount of experience we are both equally good at our job same level mm -hmm. of education all that stuff so what are the small small things that will make you stand out that's what is really really important because small things become big things when you compare yeah. them you know team the other day i was actually i remember there's a guy who was 
um, he was, I think he was applying for an ABL job. Uh, a graphic designer. Wanted to be, uh, there was a job ABL was was giving out, and he's applying for it. And so this guy came to me and told me, hey, "Josh, it's me and one other guy. Sent to me and one other guy, and we have this last exercise to to do." And they sent me the word and they told me and asked me for my opinion. And so I looked at the word and I scrutinized it. Now it was a it was a flyer I think they were making or something of the sort for a new product, a new brand that they were launching. And in the background of that particular poster, she mm. used a stock image, and that stock image that was used were had white uh, had white people, for example. What's and a stock image? A Kenyan brand. A stock image is a free sorry uh, a free image that we downloaded from the internet. Basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So any image you downloaded from there, you didn't take it yourself. Basically, you sourced it from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. he used that image in the poster, and that poster, and and it had uh, people, white people, in mm-hmm. the poster. But it's an African brand and supposed to be used here in Kenya. And so I told him that thing you need to address that that matter. It was in the background. It's something subtle, but I told him. Those small thing, if it's just you and another candidate, and both of you do a great job, they that one for, thing will yeah. eliminate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, they will eliminate him. And I would have eliminated him for that particular reason. Not because it's not good, but because of that small detail. So Tim, maybe you can dive into your three tips. What are three things that you can say we should look out for? The thing that said little, little foxes that spoil things for people. Honestly, there are so many. I always call them the little foxes. Below me, say Bible does manga catch the little foxes, the little foxes that spoil the yeah. the vine. And these are the things that when it reaches a time when you are both successful, like Josh says, two candidates have performed exceedingly well. They are neck and neck in everything, but they have to only pick one person. So they look for very small, nitty gritty things. One of them, and guys, this one I'm saying this assuming. This is your first job, or umetoka college, auna ile experience kabisa. Number one thing that can eliminate you is when you ask for too much money to be paid. The salary question is one of the questions that more often than not you will be asked in an interview. You'll be asked, ideally you can be asked three main questions. Number one, tell us about yourself. Number two, what will you add to this company if we give you the job? Or what will you add to this role if we give you the job? Number three is how much do you think we should pay you for this role? And then maybe number four, do you have any question for us? They always ask that. So if you ask too much money, assuming Mimi and Josh, we are same, we're all both graphic designers. My work is good, his work is good, my portfolio is good, his portfolio is good. And Josh is asking for a hundred k as his salary. Na mimi na ask for fifty k as my salary. Remember, most companies want the aim is to make profit at the end of the day. Even if it's a media house, media houses are businesses at the end of the day. They want to minimize on costs, maximize on profit. So they'll ideally go for the guy who asks for fifty thousand shillings because the company saves an extra 50 that they would have paid if they gave the job to Josh. How then do you counter this so that you don't ask for too much, but you also don't ask for too little. You don't sell yourself short. Number one, do research on that role that you're applying for. Number two, look for people who have worked in that sector or are working in that sector or in that role and ask them how much 
they're being paid or even if they won't tell you how much they're being paid you can ask them what is the salary range for this kind of a role unaona like for me right now i can tell easily the salary range for a reporter who's coming in just from college nezawambia ask between this and this depending now on your bargaining power unaona but you can't just come from college ama auna experience watu me graduate last week na this week me apply job unaweza unataka kulipwa ngapi mimi nataka mlipe 250000 Kenya shillings unless it's a specialized labda me graduate in surgery or something 250 hakuna kampuni takupea kama una experience and you've just graduated so that's the first little thing that makes people never get called back when you ask for too much and then you go home and you'll wait and wait and wait and they'll never get back to you because Timothy Otieno alitisha 50k na yeye alishaanza hata hako mwezi wa tatu analipwa number 2 is usually the face to face interview how you conduct yourself and one of the things is lack of confidence I came to learn. Sometimes you have everything. You have the skill, you have the good portfolio, your CV is outstanding. But then when we sit you in front of a panel, you can't communicate to save your own life. You can't construct a sentence. You are stammering. Uh, uh, so team tell us about yourself. Um uh, my name is um Timothy Otieno. Um uh, I'm not maintaining eye contact and stuff like that. Always body language, confidence and how you speak tells the employer whether this is a trustworthy person or even sometimes you might come off as not being trustworthy not because you are not trustworthy but just because you lack confidence. So is it maintain eye contact when somebody asks you a question look them in the eye when you're answering. Be clear. Avoid stammering all the time. Stammering means you are either thinking or you are the one to lie or you're guessing you're not too sure. Number three, always do the research on the company that has called you for the interview, the one you're applying for. Okay? Come and apply Safaricom. Know when Safaricom started. What are the main products that Safaricom sells out there? Mshwari, sijui skiza tune, Mpesa, sijui what. Always know because some more often than not you will be asked about that company. So tell us a bit about the products that you come a standard one ulizangi oswali sana. Tell us a bit about the products that the standard group has out there. Unaona? So if you don't know that Radio Maisha is a is part of the standard group, that Vibes FM, that Spice FM, that KTN Home, KTN News, Outdoor, all those are part of Nini. You might be very good on your CV but you'll be eliminated because you didn't identify with the company. Um number 3 emails and online etiquette the little foxes guys we all have that phase in our life me include me me not included but Josh included that I know for sure <laughs> and if Josh I'm lying we say mapa saizi I'm lying we all have yeah, that phase in our lives when we finished high school and we needed to open our facebook because everybody was on facebook and for us to open facebook we had to have an email address and because that time bado tulikuwa ngatuko na adolescents na tusumbua we opened email addresses with funny funny names oh sijui queen butilicious at yahoo.com oh joshulemnomare at gmail.com sijui oh the celtic killer at hotmail.go.uk these funny funny email addresses that we opened in high school please have an email for your professional life 
you can keep misbutilishiasatiyahoo.com for your personal life naza share podcast episodes za 2030 na mabishte wako hapo but when you are applying for a job at the UN na application yako tume online na email inasema at butilicious queen b at yahoo.co.ke kisha hapo kuna venye iko unaweza kwa job lakini ukitai na candidate mwingine mwenye email yake iko poa mimi I'll kind of feel like why are we giving butilicious the job can give somebody else so those small small things that i call little foxes that can make you not get response so always open a professional email that you use for your professional life same goes to typos if you're applying online it's an online you're supposed to submit your cv online or fill a questionnaire and then submit make sure you read through the email before you send it spelling mistakes again is it ndogo ndogo tu spelling mistakes no salutation people and i'll get i'll i had a really big problem with my media mentorship class when they would send me some stuff and they just send like for example like this is a real life example right like right now i spoke to somebody yesterday from sky news a lady from who anchors at sky news and she told me to send me to to for me to send her my my cv unaona people assume just because aliniambia nimtumie so anajua ndatuma so i just send a blank email no subject no salutation no body i just send her my cv like that that is wrong that is not email etiquette even if i called you and i told you ed send me your email this evening and it's a professional thing we are doing when you're sending your cv to me make sure you include a subject salutations dear mr t mama mr whatever i'm sending you this email as part of the phone conversation that we had earlier today blah 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 do have a look thank you regards blah 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 attach your thing don't just send an email no subject no nothing may attach to your document and then now you want me to cuz maybe i told kama hapa saizi kuna like 39 people maybe i told these 39 to send me an email maybe i told my other media class also to send an email i might forget nani ni nani unaona so always just remind the person always include a body of text when you're sending your out your cv even if it's an application imeko kwa gazeti see i'm writing and i'm sending this email based on a newspaper article on the standard newspaper page this on this day don't just send a cv because they said send cv to advertisement at standard media so for me those are the three tips online etiquette asking for too much money and then lack of confidence during the interview what about you josh thanks man Yep. Thanks. That's amazing. It's really important. I think it's really important to understand that the world does not revolve around you. You really are in a competition. So whatever you need mm. to do to stand out, you should do it. So for me, quickly, my three tips would be one. Number one, be personable. Especially in the world of self-employment, you have to sell yourself. But the first things first, you have to be personable. And by that I mean, you have to have some aspect of likability to you. So most times your first interaction, like for example for me, would be through a phone call. How you even pick up that phone call will go a long way in the conversation. Meshika simu, sana piga na sema, anakongelesha na sema hello, unafasa ni nani, nataka nini, 
Majo wanze conversation hivyo msata shang msata kwa kuna any suspect mazee atazamani conman kila article unajua pengine uko na madini mob na unatakushangani nani unasema cheki that's really important to be personable have that aspect of likability to you have some respect answer your phone is some enthusiasm talk to that person with enthusiasm when they when me and a client calls me even if i don't know that like hi how are you you're doing well yes you know like just just like have that those little little things go a long long way so you have to be personable and that really goes a long way even as you continue with your relationship with your clients have that aspect of like ability ask them how they are. don't be usiende overboard with familiar at all the chikile game really kwa you don't have to go that way just just have some respect to them oh, when him say man you ah okay when him say man ah come eh ulichi league na round ya muoni muoni title mazemi na ni tunataka job sorry hata nichukue segue kuliko na time flani niko nimesha kwa restaurant and i remember we were with my wife in that restaurant and this guy had come and so i don't know what made him ask me about stories of uta akama kunisema sasa una support team gani kama man you so oh ulichikio game ya jana this dude stood there and i when started making a conversation with me you were so uncomfortable you see that's the thing when you're having a professional relationship have some boundaries major you can be likable but have some yani some boundaries to it you number two, be timely as be very very timely and now when i'm going to be timely i'm going to talk about three aspects one be timely if let's say for example with your response if somebody if you've talked to somebody and you told them i'm going to send you my portfolio in the next hour or today make sure you do it in that hour or in that particular day be very very conscious of that i'm very conscious of time i remember somebody saying that if you promised somebody that you'll send them work in one hour the moment you pass that one hour you go if you said you'll send it at 7 p.m you send it at 701 at 701 you became a liar okay so be beyond us and beyond time number two be timely to your meeting so you're meeting a client for the first time mazaina unachelewa Apple, it, it, it's really off. It shows lack of respect for the time. They've given you an opportunity, but you're showing them lack of respect for their time. So be timely for your meetings, even if it's online. Be there in a good time. Number three, be timely with your delivery. Very important, especially in the creative field. If you're delivering some kind of work, and it's your, especially in your first job, do it well on time. Like I mentioned to you at the beginning of this, a lot of the work that I get are from people who didn't do their job well. So I'm saying, na attach file, refresh, email yako, ina come to say, I'm saying, do you have finishing touches? You're becoming a liar. The moment you did that, you're becoming a liar. And yeah. they'll smell you, they'll sense it. And the moment they get somebody else who's more honest, that's more thing. That's small thing that I wipe off. And the last thing is packaging yourself for, uh, appropriately. Now I'll talk about this from the online aspect and the physical aspect. So online wise, it's important that uh, a lot of our communication like for me in graphic design is primarily done online. So I'll do a lot of stuff through WhatsApp. I do a lot of stuff through initially on Facebook but not anymore sana sana WhatsApp some of you may didn't be through Instagram other times it could be through um and and, and a lot through email of course so check mm-hmm. stuff like your profile picture just check on those things you've saved a number the moment you save your client's number um set as a corner status zako when it is on uh, well especially <laughs> little, let's talk about whatsapp especially on your whatsapp when i'm saying i wanted to give an opportunity to remember this young guy during covid times this mm-hmm. guy 
he alini dia makama mazimu ni taji job okay I, i really i really really need a job and i said no problem send me your work and he sent me his work and and but before he sent me his work actually he just he didn't send me his work he just told me he can do that and my question was i didn't know if he can do the job or not because mm-hmm. for me kenda kwa status zake za whatsapp akona posting it to my nudes and my dem up all the time my nudes na my memes chafu chafu and there's no problem but the status ni yako naweza posting yako. unataka but uh-huh. the thing is this jua kuna msi yako hapo and who may give you a potential opportunity and if how you've packaged yourself may potentially cost you a future job when you need it ask yourself the question is it really worth it because you're a walking brand then you are a brand as you walk especially when you're self employed so you ask yourself this yes live your life express yourself enjoy yourself but if what you're trying to do if if what you in the midst of expression and the midst of free speech it costs you a job was it worth it in the first it place it's actually true because even to just to add on that these days even human resource agencies and companies they go through people's social media accounts for people who they want to hire especially come on apply for a role a permanent role ama managerial they'll go through your facebook or which kind of a character are you they'll go through your linkedin instagram if you have it public so let's be very careful even with your social media we also was it before the pandemic this lady who had been given work at nairobi national park i think Yeah. and then because the internet never forgets somebody <clears throat> retrieved a tweet that she had made against the Nairobi yes. National Park kunakumbuka years back and it brought backlash and she never got the job can you imagine just because of a tweet that she made she was years before and she, was, and, and, she was, and was fired because of the tweet exactly right. squeezing na kwanga very your online presence and what you do online sometimes and as the years go by somehow directly affects your employability and your profession in one way or another somehow kama when you bigger meet online and you want to work for unicef ama un they'll do a background check they'll check your socials they'll see which kind of a person are we also hiring because remember employers Not only do they want somebody who has a skill but when you're coming into a company you're coming in also as a sort of like a brand ambassador. So they want to mm. hire somebody who can hold the torch and carry the torch for the company as somebody who has good character, somebody respectable and admirable in society. So always check your social media as well. Kama uko na shida then make your accounts private. There are also those options. Some so make sure because so your first impression you say your first impression can be anywhere it can be online mm. through the phone call whatever yeah. potential potential platform they may reach you on make sure you're packaged appropriately when you physically when you're meeting the client physically i mean it goes out saying they're dressing appropriately is important in the creative space you will be in different different places and so like for example me there's a time i remember i went to i went to an ngo na mimi kwa nadhani hii ngo lazima dress very formally nikuja hapo na suti yeah hapo kwa office those guys even wear suits in the office and that was the last time so it's important to just do some research i think yeah. a safe place in akonga if you're uncertain smart casual in akonga sawa just be neat the thing about the what is the what if, what if a client says they want to meet you on a saturday ni buy suti sato ama na so, appropriately una cheki appropriately you know, appropriately doesn't necessarily mean at a formal 
unaona my emphasis on is just on neatness and cleanliness yani unaweza fanya at the end of the day mimi nasema anga dressing okay i recently discovered misikojonga ikitambo i recently discovered that dressing is less about how you look and more about how you feel okay so if you feel what if i feel if, what if i feel comf- what if i feel comfortable in sandals na shorts kabisa i'm getting to that that's what i'm saying how you feel and how you make others feel by how you dress as well because on a cheeky you're making an impression on somebody else so no no so if you're going to uh, a muslim owned company and it's staunch muslims for example there's a way you can dress at najua that can up that they would be uncomfortable in and you will be uncomfortable knowing how uncomfortable they are and understand so yes mm-hmm. you're trying to express yourself you're trying to be free, <coughs> but it's really important to package yourself appropriately that's why research is really really important I'm trying to research as well and as much as us creatives we like to be as expressive as expressive as possible in our dressing and everything that we do it's important yeah. for us to also be especially when you're starting out especially at the beginning when people don't know you don't if not made a name for yourself you will have to make compromises here and there and so it's really really important to do so be comfortable be yourself but at the end of the day make sure that in the midst of you being yourself and you being comfortable you are not making somebody else uncomfortable uncomfortable because okay. they are the ones who are going to give you who are going to are going to pay your bills and give you whatever you need so uh, be conscious of that fact so so yeah, all right so actually actually just a story on that i mm-hmm. once went for a board uh, a meeting with a other time kutambo commander meeting for at a real estate company and, I, mm-hmm. and when i went for that meeting i thought it was a casual meeting because i'd been talking to some two ladies at that company and it was, and it seems to be just it was going to be a casual meeting but what i didn't know was that i was going to meet the entire team so i just dressed ivivi too honestly i just dressed ivivi and it was a years back meeting this guy uh, i went to the office they said okay josh we're ready for you i entered into that meeting the, it was a whole boardroom and the ceo himself was there the ceo is a big guy I asked on the sandals, I asked on my dress in a way that I felt then basically I was uncomfortable. I was comfortable in my dressing, but because of the setting, all of a sudden my dressing became uncomfortable to me. So mm-hmm. everybody there was formal, all dressed, all presented. The CEO is a, I came later to came to discover is a big deal. It's a speaker who speaks all over the world and all that. And so I was I was very uncomfortable after that. But th- thankfully I think they 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 went over that. So be comfortable, but ensure that your comfort does not make somebody else comf- uncomfortable. So, so. 